Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking, are robo-advisors overrated?
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Games. It will expand your brain. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. I wish I had a dollar for every time somebody asks me about what I think about robo-advisors. And if you're new to this term, if you've not heard robo-advisor, hopefully I'm going to introduce you to something a little bit new on this podcast. But for those of you who do know robo-advisors, you know, I think it's, um, it's, again, it's one of those money questions that I will always answer with a, it depends, because there are so many pluses and minuses. There's, there's pluses and minuses to almost every financial decision you're going to make. And I think that's what makes money stuff so difficult, right? You know, yes, everybody should have an emergency fund. Yes, everybody should, you know, be diligent at saving and putting money in, you know, retirement plans and, you know, certain things like that. Certain things like that are, are, are pretty, pretty black and white. But then, the rest of the stuff is really in the gray area because it, it totally depends on your situation. It totally depends on your financial goals. Um, yeah, there's so many different factors to consider in. And I think that's what really makes dealing with money matters so difficult to generalize. You know, um, anytime I read an article where it, it says, you know, you should absolutely do this and absolutely do that you know, I get frustrated because again, there are certain things that yes, everybody should do, but then there's, you know, just a heap of things that again, the answer is it depends. And I know that frustrates a lot of people. Um, it would frustrate me too, you know, if you're trying to figure out what direction to take financially. And I look at you and I say, well, it depends. Um, what kind of expert am I if I say it depends? Well, you know, there's a lot of digging under underneath that we have to figure out before, you know, we can just offer some sort of some sort of answer or some sort of direction. And even then sometimes it's like, okay, well, there's three choices, you know, which choice fits better for you. So what do we know about robo-advisors? Well, they're a fast-growing trend. Some experts predicting they'll manage 10% of all global assets under management by 2020. That's actually a large percentage. Uh, some argue that 10% is, is pretty low, but you know, for this, this kind of new trend that has emerged in the last few years, that's a big percentage. It's an investment platform that allows users to manage their portfolios through computerized algorithms rather than working with a real life human. So just like, you know, everything else that we use an app for, you know, this is sort of a, you know, a technology driven solution to help with investing. And of course, then they're popular with younger tech savvy millennials because they're easy to use, require little investing know-how, usually have lower fees and do usually require smaller initial investments, which, you know, we like if we're, if we're younger and we're just starting out and we don't have a lot of money. A lot of times people are scared from working with a financial advisor because 
the perception is that it's really expensive or, you know, for females, the perception a lot of times is you're going to be dealing with like an old stodgy dude who you're not going to be able to relate to, or your parents use, you know, financial advisors for their, their, uh, asset management. Why in the world would you do that? You know, and that's really what helped, you know, robo advisors, obviously technology came along. So that was, that was the the real reason, but it was a lot of those stereotypes that, you know, robo advisors are, are working to kind of smash those, those stereotypes. And you may have heard of a couple of the popular robo advisors. I think two that always come to mind are Betterment and Wealthfront. There are a lot of other robo advisors out there. Those are usually the two again, with kind of the most name recognition, but while their robo-advisors can really fast-track investing, and not fast-track in, in the sense of, you know, you're, you're going to have more, um, you're a better returns than someone else. That's not fast-tracking. Fast-tracking is just like an easier entrance onto the investing freeway, if you will, right? It makes it a little bit more approachable to you. You might be more willing to save more money, whatever it may be. There are many things, though, that robo-advisors can't do. So they can't account for major life changes. Um, you know, they can't look at everything holistically. So what is, what is your whole sort of financial plan look like? What are all your goals? What are you really trying to achieve, right? They can't obviously provide advice. And the question mark is what happens when the market turns volatile? What is going to happen to these robos? that are managing all these assets, you know, are, are they going to be able to hold up? Are they going to be able to make calculated changes in the moments where they need to, right? And we know all of the things that, you know, millennials are dealing with, and you may be dealing with a lot of these same things, you know, student loans, massive student loans, credit card debt, the monthly bills for the first time that, that you just haven't had before, the cost of healthcare, you know, all of these things really factor into your investment strategy. But, you know, one of the biggest things is just how risky do you want to be? And that is a completely personal decision. And so, you know, what robo-advisors have done is, is they've taken this technology, they've allowed you to answer some questions that really help figure out what's called your risk tolerance. So that means just how risky you want to be. And everybody is different. Everybody's going to have a different answer. That's why this is not one size fits all, right? It's going to look completely different for everybody. But they they use this questionnaire to help kind of target their uh, model portfolios. And each of these different robo-advisors have a different amount of kind of model portfolios based on your risk tolerance. And so once you figure out your risk tolerance, then they're like, okay, well, here are a few uh, portfolios for you based off of that risk, risk tolerance. How much do you want to invest? And then you get started investing. So, you know, this is, this is taken out. You can look at it as a plus or a minus, but it has taken out kind of that human element. And, you know, we can argue both sides of that until we're blue in the face. Is it good sometimes? Yeah, of course. I mean, I work in the financial industry and I get tired of dealing with, and I'm just going to say this, old stodgy men. Um, that's just the reality of the industry. Most everybody is older than me. And most of the time, I would say 90 
plus percent of the time, if I'm sitting with another financial advisor, it's a dude. And so, you know, I can understand where maybe you just don't want to deal with that, right? But then on the other side, you know, the, again, there are a lot of things that the computer cannot factor in. There's that that human emotional uh, intelligence reaction and, and just the ability to look at everything in its entirety that computer can't do, right? So will robo-advisors, um, w- will they get more kind of a human element? I don't know, you know? Will the traditional big guys like the Fidelities and Vanguards come more to the robo side? We're already seeing that, you know, because they got to do something. You know, there's a, the, the millennials are the largest demographic and they're saying, hey, we don't really trust you guys. We kind of want to do something different. And so these robo advisors are coming along and they're, they're stealing market share from these bigger companies. And so it's, it's just this weird environment where everyone is trying to figure out what is the right solution? What is the right mix? Who who's has their poker face on? Who doesn't? And then really, you know, you guys listening to this podcast, what do you want? What what is going to work for you? What is going to motivate you to invest with a particular company? And and that is the the question that everybody's trying to figure out, right? Maybe if we answered it for them, it would make their lives a lot easier. Um, but that that's really just, you know, the nature of kind of what's going on. So I wanted to talk to an expert that knew a lot about robo-advisors and, and figure out, you know, what, what are, what are they seeing from their side? So I spoke with Steve Williams. He's a senior VP and head of financial planning for us for, uh, a BMO private wealth. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put the interview in here. I'm just going to say this up front. There was a lot of noise, um, when we were recording the podcast. So I apologize for the sound quality, but, um, I really want to put some of the gem statements that he had in here because, there really are some some good ideas and some good things to think about when we're thinking about robo-advisors. Because again, the question is, are millennials over-reliant on robo-advisors? Are they overrated? Or are they just a good solution for you to at least try out? I don't know. You be the judge. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 
365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You know, the question that is kind of on everyone's mind when we talk about robo-advisors, in in particular millennials, because they really seem to be the generation that has, you know, really, I think, embraced robo-advisors. You know, are millennials, in your opinion, are they over-reliant on robo-advisors? I don't know if over-reliant is the word. You know, things I hear quite often is uh, that group, and obviously it's a stereotype to take one one demographic or age slice and say everybody's doing the same but 
Um, I hear often, I don't like to talk to advisors, you know, I'd prefer to do things online. So, you know, obviously in that context, robo-advice would be a compelling offering. Um, I think one of the, the things to distinguish here is a major difference between getting asset allocation done for you digitally and actually getting advice. Yeah, so maybe talk just a little bit more about that because I think that's a, a topic that a lot of, especially younger millennials, don't quite understand. Well, basically all a robo is doing is telling you how to invest the pool of money that you give them, you know, or tell them that you have through their software. And they say, well, based on your age and risk profile, this is how it should be invested. And they put it into their algorithm and say, you're a capital growth investor, so we'll put 75% in stocks or equities and 25% in bonds or fixed income, and away we go. Um, you know, so that's a that's a very small slice of the overall what we would consider financial planning mix, um, and it's just a focus on investment assets as opposed to you know more detailed things such as what well, should I be investing in a Roth 401k versus a traditional 401k, or if I'm uh, inheriting an IRA from parents, should I look at a stretch IRA? I mean, there's all kinds of complicated advice questions that a robo is not going to be able to answer for you. They're they're looking for assets under management solely. Right. Exactly. So, you know, what are maybe some of the other kind of cons with robo advisors? Is there anything else that that comes to mind? Um. You know, again, what what are some of the deeper questions, and then the underlying question, uh, deeper advice questions, I should specify that, that people have, as, as I just mentioned, um, you know, healthcare, things like that. And then, secondly, in the back of everybody's mind, there's always going to be the question of, well, who's actually watching the computer? How do we know that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing? Um, and by computer, I'm talking about the algorithm that, that's running. Uh, the investment management and um, you know what's going to happen in a down market so the the robos have grown here in a up market from 2009 to present um, you know I think it the uh, S&P is up 200 percent or 150 in that time something you know very um, not historic uh, or historically uh, unusual and how a robo is going to react in a down market? Will people be frustrated when they realize they can actually lose money? And so, is there is there a better solution, or is you know robo advisors maybe a place that that younger millennials can start who haven't had any exposure yet to investing? Well, not, not the name drop or anything, but I uh, I just attended a Future of Digital Advice forum with the CFP board last week. Um, so a lot of this is, is fresh in my mind. And the, the major trend that we're seeing is uh, what was termed by Cerulli. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're, they're a group that does a lot of industry research and financial advice. Um, it's convergence. Basically, the traditional advice field, so your you know, wealth management shops, are adding a robo and your robo-advisors are adding people. So converging in the middle into what is, you know, variously termed a, termed a tech-human hybrid, or some people call it a cyborg approach, uh, you know, pick whatever term you like better, 
but um, it's basically coming together that the digital alone isn't good enough, but if you have a nice digital platform and add some people to that, you really get the best of both worlds. Or if you're used to giving you know, advisor advice, you need to add some digital appeal and offering to your platform so that you can pair that with your, with your human advice. Well, that makes sense because people people still want that human approach, you know, even in this digital age. And then it's it's fascinating that the companies that have been traditionally that way are now thinking, well, maybe we add a little bit of a digital component in. Yeah, I actually just read a great book called Humans Are Underrated. The name of the author escapes me at the moment, but um, that that gets to that main point that uh, we're just wired that way that we we trust people. We're looking for empathy, um, things that computers so far can't give us. I mean, maybe the, the next uh, generation of robots will, will get there. But, um, you know, that, that that is what people are looking for. And, and you look at who's being really successful right now, Vanguard, uh, which I believe initially bought a robo and then they basically just built their own. Um, they've added 500 CFPs over the last couple years. So they're providing that robo platform with CFP expertise behind it to answer people's questions and then Schwab is doing the same thing with their intelligent advisor portfolio where they have a group of CFPs that um, someone goes and, and starts with their robo uh, platform and then can get a virtual meeting with a, with a CFP out of their Denver office and both of those firms I think are um, Last I looked, I think Vanguard is adding about five billion a month, and Schwab's adding about 1.3 billion a month. So that is, they're setting the bar for success in this hybrid market. Um, so great. So, so last question. You know, there's a lot of listeners on this podcast that you know are looking at robo advisors or are trying to figure out kind of where they fit in, and they haven't started investing. You know, they've kind of got all their money in cash just, just sitting there. What sort of tips would you offer millennials who, you know, want to start dipping their toe in investing but really have no idea where to start? Well, I, the major key is get started. So, you know, first take advantage of anything you have through work that's automatically deducted from your paycheck. Um, you know, most companies have some type of match depending on, you know, what, what company you're working for. So uh, definitely max that out because you're, if, if you don't, you're, you're leaving you know, quote unquote, free money on the table. If, if the company's matching uh, up to the first 5% that you put in, then at least do that 5% for starters. Uh, learn to live on what's left. It comes out pre-tax. It grows tax deferred. Um, and obviously, you know, once you retire, you can roll that into an IRA under present rules. So that would be the first thing. Just get started. Um, set up whatever automated savings or deduction into the 401k that you that you can afford to do. Um, the, the second thing I always counsel people to do is talk to your parents about money. Um, unfortunately, a lot of families treat that like politics. We don't want to talk about money, but um, there are specific conversations that should be had about money and health in every family. You know, mom and dad, if something happens to you, how will you be taken care of? Um, you know, have those tough conversations and, and figure out um, what the family's monetary situation is like. In addition, you know, they'll probably get some good advice from their parents, that, such as 
I wish I started younger at, at the age you're at now. So um, those are a couple things. In addition, you know, if you just want to talk personal investing, there's many classic books out there like Random Walk Down Wall Street um, and Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham um, is another. Um, and you know, those, those will help you get knowledge about some of the terminology used in, in investing. Um, and again, I'm going to end by making that distinction between asset allocation, which is just determining how your money is managed versus bigger issues like how much should I be saving, how much can I afford to spend, let's project out in the future how much money I need to buy a house or send kids to college. That's really the root of financial planning is determining what steps need to be taken today to reach your goals in the future. So just food for thought, you know, if you're thinking about a robo-advisor, I definitely wouldn't shy away from it. But, you know, I always want to make sure that you do your research, that you know what you're putting your money in, that you know the fees associated with that, and that it's comfortable, it's a smart investment for you, for your financial situation, for your financial goals. I'm going to have a couple links in the show notes to some articles about pros and cons of robo-advisors and uh, some of the top 15 robo-advisors for 2017. If you're interested in checking that out, there's also just a ton of research online about robo-advisors. You can really type in almost anything in Google and you will have just a bevy of articles about robo-advisors. As always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, please share it with your friends, shout it out so we can continue to grow. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future, too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.